The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. It was 50 years ago when the now classic saga The Godfather opened in theaters nationwide. Actor Johnny Russo played Carlo, Connie's abusive husband, in the film. If it is possible, Johnny's life has actually been every bit as interesting as the movie itself. He knows all about the mob life, having worked in organized crime as an errand boy for Frank Costello. He lived here in Las Vegas for many years and then gave up the dangerous life when he became a successful actor. I've got Johnny Russo on the line right now in New York City. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Welcome back to the show, Johnny. Nice to talk to you again. How's Las Vegas doing? Very good, thank you. Uh, starting to make a bit of a comeback. And by the way, uh, congratulations on your podcast, The Hollywood Godfather. It's very good. Oh, thank you so much, man. I'm having so much fun with it. And, uh, you know, t- to have these things archived, it's not like you know, the show we're doing right now. You could just tune into anybody you want, just go through the library and pull them up. It's great. And one of the people you talk about is... Uh, is a columnist who was beloved here in Las Vegas for so many years, the late, great Ned Day, who the circumstances of his death were controversial. Did you meet him when you were in Vegas? Because you worked here for for many years. Oh, my God. Ned Day. Ned Day saved my life, literally, by writing a column about me. He put a column out where there was a wiretap with the Kansas City mob, the Savella family, and I was building a hotel on that blank piece of land on Coval Lane and Harmon Avenue. It's still there. Right. Called the Renaissance in the 80s. And he published something that somebody in the FBI's office gave him this piece of uh, news with the wiretap. He publicized it. And that gave me a warning because that's when Jimmy Carter was president of the United States, and construction money went to 91%, or eight, 19%, rather. And I'd have to have 91% occupancy just to service my debt. Now, if I would have took a dollar drawdown from that loan, I would have done 20 years. <laughs> so I pulled the plug on the project based on the, the rates that Ernst & Young told me, and... His column. Ned Day, as you know, he would take on all of these crime figures. One he might not have been so smart to take on was Tony Spilatro. So Ned is scuba diving in Hawaii, and he dies of a heart attack. Is that your opinion? <laughs> well, the only thing I find that suspicious about is because, you know, you, as you said, he was, a, he was a professional scuba diver, a young man. The, I, I think they, they didn't see the size nine shoe on his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were no lasting prints, I guess. Well, uh, congratulations. It's the 50th anniversary. It's hard to believe of The Godfather. You've done a lot of TV and film work over the years. Was this your first role? That was my first role. My, my first TV role was there on KTLA. I had a, a movie of the week. I had jewelry stores in the Maryland Square Shopping Center, some of the hotels, Russo and Castaldi Jewelers. And my ego, I wanted to be in this movie. So with that camera crew, I actually shot my screen test in Las Vegas. I played 
Michael, Sonny, and Carlo with my camera crew from the from the, the station and submitted it to Paramount. And that was my entree into the movies. Who would eventually say, yes, we want this guy? That was interesting because uh, Joe Colombo, and it's, it's interesting because there is a TV series coming out on uh, CBS and Paramount Plus in April called The Offer. And right. they have it all wrong in that. But in James Patterson's book, which I'm in right now, called Defense Lawyer, about uh, Barry Slotnick, on page 1771, it's right there where we're in the Gulf and Western building, and Joe Colombo says, I want Johnny to play Carlo. That's how I got the role. Okay. <laughs> A mobster told him. Kind of, kind of ripped right from the script, isn't it, the way that it happened there for I know. you? So when when you get the role, you've got these scenes with Talia Shire. How much did you have to work out, you know, those big arguments? I mean, there's that scene where she's throwing dishes all over the room and, and you're standing there and you, you two get into it. How much did you how much rehearsal went into that between the two of you? Well we went to, well, we rehearsed for a whole day because we wrecked three rooms. You know, we went from the <laughs> dining room to the, the living room to the bedroom and and then they they cut the scenes in the, in the bathroom because censors said it was just too violent because she was pregnant to begin with. And if you remember, like you said, she was breaking all the dishes because we that was a setup that Barzini's did to, for her to get the beaten, to find her call her brother, to get him out of the house so we can kill him. Right. And so this this whole thing was choreographed for that. And if you remember when she calls her mother. Her whole face is black and blue, and you never saw me touch her face. Until we got into the bathroom, I was simulating hitting a head on the sink, and they wouldn't let us use it. So it actually makes no sense, because I was whipping her with a belt through that whole beating scene. But uh, that's how violent it got. And uh, But they wouldn't let us use it. Interesting. And she seems like the type, because I've interviewed her before, she seems like the type who, after the scene was over, she'd give you a big hug or something. Oh, yeah. No, she, oh, she was great. I mean, no, you know, Tyler, uh, the, the whole, that was funny because, you know, something that nobody knows but what we're talking about now, that's Francis's sister. Right. And while I'm doing the scene, her mother, father, and her brother are direct. You know, the father and mother are behind the camera with the with the son, <laughs> and they want me to beat up their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, guess it's I like crazy. I guess I didn't figure the whole family was there watching this. Uh, Sinatra, you were good friends with. He did not want you to be in the film, or was he just messing with you? Oh no, he didn't want it. He already got Victor Moan. Victor Moan had the part of Johnny Fontaine, you know. Right. And he he convinced he convinced him not to do it. And Frank, when Dorothy called me from his office said the old man wants to talk to you, I took the phone. I talked to him a lot on the phone. And he said, he said to me, we're friends, right? I said, of course. And, you know, so he said, well, I, I got a favor. I said, whatever you want, Frank. He said, I heard you're going to do this film, The Godfather. I said, yeah, but I got the part of call. He said, I'd rather you don't do it. I said, what? Do, do me a favor, don't do it. And I said, okay. And I hung up. But then I, when I hung up, I said, I just say, I went crazy. So I waited a day and I called him back. And I used his own lines. I said, Dorothy, can I talk to the old man? He picked up. I said, Frank, we're friends, right? He said, yeah, of course, Johnny. I said, if I asked you to do a favor, would you do it? He said, I'll do anything for you. 
I said, if I asked you not to do Here to Eternity, would you have done it? And he hung up on me because you know where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of it. Oh, yeah. He didn't talk to me about two years. And then, then we, we made up. At, at Caesars, no less, when he was appearing, he saw me in the bar. He said, oh, I know you should have told you. The great movie, great job. Thank you. Da, da, da. And then we were, he baptized my son after that, Luciano. He baptized Luciano, my last son, actually. Johnny, has there ever been talk about doing a movie about you? I, I mean, I know you've you've got the book and all that, but your life, I, I find it difficult in the 10 minutes that we have to talk, to talk about everything. It's impossible because you've lived such a full, incredible life. Well, I'm going to give you a news bulletin. How's that? All right. I, I, if you watch the Oscar, Coda won the Oscar. Right. And my close friend, Patrick Washburger, who's the head of Lionsgate now, was the producer of that. He just, in fact, is being delivered to him today in California at 8.30 to his house, asked for the manuscript and my book. He wants to do my movie. I love that. Yeah, because it just... it. You know, you, you've talked about stuff like being affiliated with my boss, Frank Costello, and how old were you when that happened? I was 12. I just got out of Bellevue with polio for five years, and I was selling ballpoint pens, and this guy used to come every day and give me $5 every day. And then we found out that he knew my uncle in Sicily, and then I went to work for him till he died, till 73. In fact, I'm in his apartment in New York. He gave me his apartment. I'm talking to you right now from 61st Street, <laughs> one of Costello's apartments. <laughs> I, you know, I think the first time I talked to you, which was quite a few years ago, after I got done talking to you, I thought, is this guy for real? Because this is just all such fantastic stuff. But I've learned through the years that, yeah, it is. Oh, well, well just my incident in, in State Street, that, that made it, uh, uh, that's a movie. Me going to see Pablo Escobar after that? Oh, my God. Yeah, and we, we talked about that the last time I, I interviewed you. You weren't much older than, tw I guess you were around 16 when you had an affair with Marilyn Monroe. I was exactly turning 16. I was 15 going to, I went, how I met her, because I had to go to, continue, I had to go to a school, a vocational school to you, 16 in New York. I went to Wilford Academy, and she was the fourth head of hair. I shampooed at Lily Dashay. When I got out to be a champion, that that was another whole. That was a four-year romance. It was phenomenal. It's uh, so much, and you can hear a lot of it actually on uh, Johnny's uh, podcast, "The Hollywood Godfather." I can't encourage that enough. And of course, the 50th anniversary of "The Godfather." Johnny played Carlo in "The Godfather." So great to talk to you. Hopefully, we can do it again sometime soon. Oh, please, anytime. It'd be my pleasure. All right, buddy, take care. By the way, Johnny's book is pretty great, too. It has the same title as his podcast, The Hollywood Godfather. And I sure do hope that that book is eventually made into a film. It will be great. That finishes this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Yeah!